Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Let's Fuck About It. I'm Summer and my partner Cam is with me here today as well. Say hi, Cam. Hi, I'm her partner Cam and uh, I'm here. I'm ready to talk. And he's also a co-host of this podcast. Yeah. So I, I don't am. know why. Episode 11, I, I'm, I am officially the co-host. <laughs> I don't know why, like, doing the intros is always still so, like, ah, what do I say every time? I think we just kind of have to, like, remember what we're doing. It's like, wait, are we film- Are we doing a podcast right now? It's like, I don't know. We don't really, I don't know. You know, it's just yeah. like, you got to get back, you got to get in the swing of things, you know, just kind of, whatever. And if you're not on all my socials and links and everything by now, you can find them at summerstone.fun. That's F-U-N, fun. And yeah, I don't know. Today's episode is going to be kind of on the chattier side, I think. Like, we just kind of want to talk about what's going on and like, I don't know, get into that a little bit. So... I guess we'll just start out by talking about what weed we're smoking this morning. What are we smoking, Cam? Uh, today we got a gelato, also known as AKA the Larry Bird. Shout out to uh, Larry Bird fans out there. It's a hybrid, super relaxed, kind of a mood booster. Um, on the smoke, I feel like it's a little earthy, but on the the scent of it, it's a little like berry forward, like. I don't really think of like berries having a smell, but then when you smell it in weed, you're like, yeah, it kind of smells like a berry. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just like catch all berry. Like if you got a bunch of berries in a, in a thing, it's not like, oh, it smells specifically like a strawberry or blueberry, but it's just like berry. I love that you acted out the sniff. (laughs) For free. For free. What about uh, coffee? So this morning we woke up super lazy. We went out last night. It's Saturday morning right now that we're recording. So we went and got some bagels and we didn't want the bagel shop coffee vibe this morning. So we went, we came home, we made our coffee just like as lazy as possible. So we're drinking, I think it was the Stoke cold brew. It's like Stoke or Califia or whatever. Yeah, like one of the pre-made ones. Yeah. Whatever was on sale. For sure. But it's pretty good. And then we had, um, it's the silk creamer, the oatmeal cookie one. And it's honestly so good, especially for a non-dairy creamer. It's really good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I still went with dairy this morning. I think I did like, I don't know, sweet cream creamer from Chobani or something. It was just like, I'm like, I hate being wasteful. So it was just like what was left at the bottom. I had to just use it real quick in my coffee so I could just like get it out of the fridge. But yeah, I'm so obnoxious where sometimes I feel like I'll just get the ick for like dairy creamer because I love how creamy it is. But once I like smell the milk, sometimes I just get in my head about it. And that's what's been happening to me. So I just go back and forth between dairy and non-dairy creamers. I get that. Like, have you ever been into a car of someone who like has kids and let them like oh, have God. ice cream in the back seat or something? <laughs> it just like smells like it's like not mildewy, but sometimes like the dairy smell is just like it's too dairy forward. I don't know what it is. I get I get what you mean now. Normally we have some fun facts, but I feel like this time it's a little heavier. Do you have do you want to start with the news or do you want me to just jump into my my fun not fun fact, but you know. 
Yeah, I feel like I don't need to get super into mine, to be honest, because I feel like we're all very aware of this at this point. Oh, wait. Oh, I forgot, guys. This is the part of the podcast that we call sex ed. This is sexual education. Sex ed. Sex ed. Yeah, we're here to give you a sexual education. It's not comprehensive. It's very random. It's just what we choose that we feel like needs to be taught today or, you know, put out there into the universe of the collective consciousness so people could maybe learn something new that they didn't know or get get a little refresh on something. You know, I know there's so much stuff just like out on the internet. Sometimes it gets hard to like know what you should be like caring about or like thinking about. So we're just trying to give you guys some tidbits. Yeah, my tidbit is really sad and fucked up, but it's that the Supreme Court ruled that businesses have the right now to discriminate against same-sex couples and LGBTQ plus individuals. And as a queer person, I just am so tired. Like, I don't have much left to say about this. Like, I just think it's like, we all know, like, that's obviously super fucked up for anyone to even want to do that, so... It's just exhausting to be a queer person in America. And like, I mean, at the end of the day, the kind of person that's trying to turn down services to queer people, like, obviously, personally, I don't want to be supporting those businesses. But as a president, like, it is terrifying. That's what I got for today. So what's your fact? Yeah, normally I do like fun facts about like dildos and stuff, but this one's kind of serious. Do you know about the pink triangle? Yes, I do. Okay, so if you guys don't know about the pink triangle, it's like akin to the the pride flag, LGBTQ plus flag, like, but it has like kind of pretty dark history. Uh, so I think I'll have to like, like, let's rewind and tell you like a little bit of a backstory so you can kind of understand the, the time period that we're kind of um, discussing a little bit. But basically, in 1919, this guy named Magnus Hirschfeld, he opened up an institute for sexual research, and it was the first, I'd say, safe space for queer and trans people. And it was actually the first place that gender reassignment surgery started to like gain some legs, and uh, it really flourished flourished in Berlin. Uh, and it's actually kind of surprising to me. I didn't know that 1920s, 1930s, like Berlin was super queer, super progressive because I feel like 1920s, it's just like, I don't get that energy. You know what I mean? From the general like stuff we learn in history, but that kind of all went tumbling down when the Nazis rose to power and they actually used the pink triangle as a symbol to mark you know, queer people in concentration camps. Um, And even like, it's so sad because upon liberation from the camps, these people were still put into jail. Like they went from concentration camp to going straight to jail because under German law at the time, it was like still illegal to be homosexual. So then moving into the 1970s is when um, this group called Homosexual Action West Berlin, they kind of decided like it's time for us to reclaim like the pink triangle and use it as a symbol of power because for so long it was like a bad thing and like a mark, you know, like it's just some fucked up shit. But uh, it kind of spawned from this guy, Heinz Heiger. He wrote a book and it was the first autobiography of a gay concentration camp survivor and it's called the men with the pink triangle 
So yeah, that's the history of the pink triangle. And now it's like, you know, on t-shirts and Target and places. It's like crazy because I don't think we really think about stuff like that that much, like where it comes from. But that's the story of it. Yeah, that's really intense. Yeah. It's just like goes to show that queer people, you can't like bully queer people out of or murder, literally murder literally queer genocide people, people out of existence. Like we will always exist and we'll always find a way to be in community with each other. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any, this isn't really related super to like the pink triangle, but if you guys kind of wanted to get a kind of more in-depth look of like that queer scene in 1920s, 1930s Berlin, there's a great documentary called El Dorado. Uh, and the byline on that is everything the Nazis hate. And that's on Netflix. And it's like, I think I'm going to sit down tonight and watch it, but I've seen a lot of people on TikTok talking about it. Check it out. So kind of on theme with all of that, today we are just talking about shitty things that suck. And I had something really sad happen this week or this like last week and my grandma passed away and she's someone who I was really close to and she lived like an hour and a half from me. So I've been having to go back and forth for the last two weeks while she was like in hospice in her final days and like as things have progressed and like her passing away and then needing to like get things out of the house and the funeral and all of that I've been very involved with. And I thought it was a good opportunity to talk about just like when major life events like that happen as a sex worker, because at least for me, like me and Cam are both full-time sex workers and it's just like it's not the same. There's no like handbook or manual on how to deal with these things. And you don't just have bereavement pay or, you know, like, you know, you can't just take vacation time necessarily. And everyone's in a different spot and it works out different for everyone. But I do just kind of want to talk about how these last few weeks kind of went for me. That's why we need to collectively unionize OnlyFans for, uh, I've seen their financials and they made like $2 billion last year. <laughs> I think if we all got together, you know, maybe we could get them to give us some holiday time. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And I don't know. I'm not trying to say that how my last few weeks went is how it would go for everyone or compare anyone's situation. And I want to give the disclaimer that a lot of this stuff I'm very privileged to have been able to approach it this way because of being full time. I don't have like a ton of other responsibilities and I am at a point where I am able to miss out on like some earnings and stuff. So I do want to kind of give that little, you know, disclaimer before I get into how the last few weeks went. But yeah, I guess I'll hop right into it. So at first I was kind of going the route of just working as much as I could and just like disappearing when I couldn't, you know, and I think that was okay. I don't have assistance on any of my pages or like my OnlyFans or anything. So it was still just me on all of my platforms. And yeah, this was going okay at first, but then when she actually passed away, I made a little message on my page just to be like, hey guys, you know, just so you know, I'm dealing with a loss of my family. I'm going to try to be online as much as possible, but if I don't get back to you, right away, you know, I'm just one human and I'm dealing with this and I'm not going to be able to be as quick as I usually am. And people were extremely understanding. So I know that might not be everyone's experience again. Like I was very lucky that it worked out that way. But I will say if you're a survival sex worker who cannot afford to miss out on sales, this definitely did cost me. Like I, it was worth it for me to be able to have that time to be more present with my family and everything. 
but I definitely like all of the messages that I sent out, if I'd be like, I'm so horny right now, like trying to sext or whatever, people would just kind of respond and be like, is this automated? And yeah, like PPVs weren't getting unlocked as much. So, you know, like I didn't feel like subs were like falling off, but yeah, I did notice that like in that time until I deleted the message, people weren't, you know, super eager to talk. Yeah. It's just like a little bit of a mood killer. I think like you can't really expect everyone to like react a certain way, but like the subs that really cared about you, I think came forward and were like giving you those like messages of support. And I think a lot of them like honestly tipped you too. And were just like, you know, take the time off. So like the human side of things, people were really, I think just like thoughtful towards you, which is really nice. Yeah. And there are people out there who have, um, like assistants running their OnlyFans. I personally just like don't ever think that's something I would consider, but because there's people that do that, I'm sure if you're in that situation, like it would be ideal to just not say anything and just keep your private life private. Cause also a lot of people were asking me questions that were a little bit overly personal in my opinion and like trying to have like overly deep conversations with me. And that I, I know, again, that stuff is different for everyone. For me, it made me pretty uncomfortable. And there's like a lot of scenarios that come up. I feel like I see on Twitter with sex workers requesting mutual aid from the community. Um, it's not something that we've had to like really like lean on ever, but I have seen people have to do it for a variety of things, whether it's like making rent because it's survival sex work or someone's going through bereavement or a loss or having to pay for medical expenses or a funeral or like whatever you could think of, you know, but if you're the person that's contributing to mutual aid, please don't expect anything in return. It's not like normally how you're like tipping for, you know, nudes or whatever. Like sometimes people will offer that, but I would not go out of your way expecting it. It's like, just do something out of the kindness of your heart because it's not like why they're there. Like if someone's going through bereavement and you're giving them 40 bucks to like, get a meal, you know, it's like, don't expect them to send you like a sex tape unless that's like explicitly stated. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's a good time to support people if you know they're going through something, but if you want to support them and receive something in return, a great way to do that is like subscribing to their page and buying videos or like, you know, in a more direct way, not some nuanced, like expecting them to read your mind and just know you want something in return yeah, or whatever like while they're going through something. something yeah. For something you didn't even talk about beforehand. Yeah. And then another thing I kind of wanted to mention is just like the flexibility with OnlyFans. Like there, I feel like there was a lot of pros and cons to going through something like this, not at like a traditional day job. Because for me, a lot of my past jobs were food service before I was in sex work. And I did have like a, an office job or two, but and in terms of the food service jobs, and I know you had this experience too, it's actually such a struggle to try to get an appropriate amount of bereavement. Yeah, I remember I was at work and I got a text that someone in my life had passed and like I literally had to finish out the fucking shift. I was so pissed. Like I was the closer, so I just was like, they're like, oh, no one else could do it. Like, sorry. And I, all I wanted to do was like close, close up the shop and just be like, it's not my problem to make this multi-billion dollar company more money right now. They can't even like give me the space to like handle my shit. And then 
I was having to go back to work just like so sad. And then I ended up just taking like, I literally told them like, <laughs> I know it's so bad. Like I'm going to kill myself if I don't get a week off. Like I just need to not come to work. Like it's not my problem at this point. And that is the side of corporate where like you can take advantage of those things because the fact that they have legal teams and stuff, like they have to give you the space if you request it. But like a lot of the times they're going to be super on your ass about it. And it's just like, honestly so shitty but i mean they Mm want to play the corporate game you have to play it back at them sometimes and that is the difference between like that and you know working for yourself you know in any capacity yeah and even in those situations it's like even if you are going to great lengths and extremes to get the sliver of support that you need you still like there's it's still like so often you end up being retaliated against, you know? Yeah, you feel like you have to beg for, like, human decency from the people that are, like, supporting, supposed to be supporting you. It's just, like, not a great feeling. And then they, like, retaliate against you, like you said. It's just, like, dude, come on. Yeah, and some office jobs are really good with the bereavement time or, like, with you needing to take time for things. So this could be different for everyone, but at least for me, with the jobs I had before I started doing sex work full-time, I definitely wouldn't have been able to just like go be with my grandma in her final days or like I wouldn't have been able to like spend time with her in hospice and everything. So to me, that was priceless. But the downside is for me, like a normal work day, I'm working from like 730 in the morning until 11 at night. So I didn't have service for a lot of my days I've been down there. And when I do, there's like family around and like serious things happening and I can't just be working. So I don't know. There's a lot of ways you could approach it because this would probably be a good time if I had decided to go that route to hire assistants on like different socials and stuff to kind of have some help with the promoting aspect to still be bringing in more of an income. Um, I feel like things, honestly, it's like a pretty good time right now for sex workers. Like summer is kind of a good time for just like people subscribing and stuff. So luckily I've had like a pretty okay time. And I've been really lucky in that way. But yeah, I don't know. I just say that to say, if you're not working, you got to figure something out or you're just losing your income, you know? So you have that flexibility because no one's going to be mad at you and no one's going to like get you in trouble for not showing up or whatever. But at the same time, it's like every, all the time that you take for yourself is costing you something. Anyways, I don't say all of this to like be super depressing. It's just like, Life happens. I've personally been doing sex work for three years now. So it was bound to like have some kind of major life event happen at some point. And it's always something that I kind of wondered how I would end up handling it. And I I did have it in the back of my mind that I was probably going to end up hiring some assistance if I felt like I needed it. And luckily I didn't this time, but it is just something to consider because Uh, That is just a major factor for sex workers, and it's probably good to just kind of have in the back of your head like somewhat of a game plan if something were to go down, especially like for me, I'm someone who stays really calm in like a crisis situation and then falls apart afterwards. So I feel like having that plan of like, okay, this is how I'm going to go about it. It it does take away some of that anxiety because we always are going to have this like instability as sex workers where we just know like sometimes it's really good and sometimes it's really slow and there's no guarantee of like 
you being able to work the same amount of hours that you were previously able to work, like things just happen, you know? I mean, there's stuff even past just like life stuff where, you know, only fans gate happen. Is that what we called it? Yeah. Yeah. Like when they were just like no nudity and that hit every single person. So it's just like, there's so many scenarios that you can't even really plan for, but there are so many that you can set yourself up for that are like, like God forbid you have to, but at least you have like the plan ready. You have an idea of how you're going to handle the situation. And I think that's just like kind of what we want to like put out there for you is just how we kind of went about it. So that way, you know, if something does happen, that's unfortunate. You kind of have some insight on how you manage your business and how you run it. Yeah. And I will say, even though we don't have assistance on things, like Cam helps me a lot with scheduling out posts. And that was huge in all of this. So again, that's probably a factor in me not needing to hire assistance. So, you know, again, just putting that out there. I also did like a good amount of Twitter. I remember like normally that's not, you know, I have some days where I'll help you do some Twitter stuff, but I think I was trying to spend like all day. Yeah on it just because I knew the importance of it because a lot of the other stuff it's not so much like as engaged engagement forward like being on reddit if you have your stuff scheduled out in advance like responding to comments it obviously helps boost like any algorithm but like you could still get by without it so if that was already scheduled like you're good Instagram, like you don't really need to be on top of the comments there. So if you could just get a post up real quick, you know, like yeah, it doesn't take long. Yeah, but I feel like Twitter's that one that just like sucks the time. So it is nice to know, like you know, and there's people out there. Like if you get in the community, like I'm sure if this happened again, we have enough people that would like either drop for us or you know help us out in some scenario or like cut us a deal if we need to hire them, but. It's good. Like, that's why it's nice to have a community. Like, you know, you don't have to see these people in person to, like, have them be a part of your, like, team, basically, and, like, know that they're going to have your back when something, when some shit goes down. Because it's, like, everyone has to just kind of help each other out in that case because, I mean, there's no HR department that's going to do it for you. So, I will say overall, like, for me... The experience of going through like this grieving process that I'm still in and like experiencing this loss and everything, it is so invaluable to me that I've had this flexibility that that just like, that just trumps everything else for me, you know? So for me, it's been a net positive, but you know, that, that is coming from a place of privilege for sure. Anyways, now that we... Got through the kind of depressing part, but still, I think, kind of necessary to talk about. How's life? Got any life updates for me? <laughs> wow. You want me to talk about something? Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's just been dealing with this. And, like, I don't mean dealing with it negatively or positively, but just, like, figuring it out. I mean, this is, like, the first time this has happened where it's, like, there's really no fallback plan for us. You know, like, this is the thing that we do. So it was just kind of, I don't know, like seeing how we reacted to it. Like, I just know like anyone could kind of get through it if they had to. It's hard, you know, I'm not saying it's easy at all, but like 
I think anyone could kind of get through get through it if they have if they have to. You know, like you, we don't have a choice. Like we have to. Like this is the life that we've decided for ourselves. So it's just like it comes with the punches, you know. Yeah, and it's definitely a better scenario for us than if um, when we were in our past jobs. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I have the wildest sunburn right now. By the way, you guys, literally head to toe so bad especially on my ass and like my stomach it's so bad yeah if anyone's into some bad tan lines um and wants to get some customs in now's the time yeah give it a week maybe it'll turn into a little tan yeah that'd be nice i did have a pretty exciting collab last week that was nice that was a nice little like get my mind off things i feel like i wasn't expecting to want to work like i almost was going to cancel but and i did have to cancel another collab because of it but that was really fun with Naomi. We just did like some really cute scenes in her room and like shot some TikToks in the backyard and stuff. And it was just nice to like, she's such a positive person. She's so sweet. that It was just really nice to like, you know, community and everything. So that was fun. And then one of my friends, Eve, is coming into town. That's going to be fun. So I definitely have some things to look forward to. And it's almost my birthday. That's true. And yeah, I think whenever you're going through like some type of grieving, it's always nice to like have something to look forward to, you know, like to kind of put some things in perspective. It's obviously harder when like things happen suddenly and you can't really plan for it. But like for a while, we kind of knew what was happening with your grandma. And so there was a lot of time to prepare for it mentally ahead of time. But it's just like you just never know like how it's gonna actually like go down when you're like in totally. this in this scenario, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I feel like just doing lots of I don't know, I've just been like taking we've been taking really good care of ourselves, you know? Like I've spent a lot of time at the beach lately and just like I don't know, it kind of puts things into perspective and makes you take some mindful rest, I feel like. I don't know. It's always different when you go through something like this, but yeah, it's like everyone's going to grieve differently, but man, I tell you, like touching grass really does help. Like, I know, yeah. We've been getting out there. We, we do like a hot girl walk every day usually. If not, we you know find some type of way to <clears throat> replace it. But just like, I know it's like so cliche, just like getting some fresh air. It's like such a mind clear, you know, and like kind of put some things in perspective, so... Yeah, I feel like for you could tell this, you could hear the sadness in us, but it's just like, it's a hard thing, you know? Yeah, and we, we almost didn't do this episode, but I do feel like it's a good insight into just like what the sex worker experience is like, you know, or at least for me. And of course, again, it's different for everybody. Yeah, I hope it's just like more humanizing to like see, like I just feel like so many times like sex work is treated as just like you're just this robot that's supposed to like only be output of content, only be output of like sexual gratification. But it's like there's someone behind the, like every single person that's like doing sex work. And it's just like, yeah, maybe not like, I don't know, Nicki Minaj is only fans is like getting hit yeah. by her passing. <laughs> she's like responding to her yeah, own messages. She's, yeah, she's over there like, sorry guys, like dealing with this. But, you know, most of your girl next door, like your day to day sex workers, they're like just trying their best, you know, so maybe just give them some grace with yeah. everything. Couple the same grace that you would you'd want yourself in just any scenario that 
arises. I just feel like just like good thing to remember. Very true. What else is new? What's popping? I don't know. We just It's hard to transition into like um, I, know, I, I know. feel like I need to end it on a more lighthearted note. But I then every know. time I start to talk about something like a little lighter, I'm just like new? What else is new? That sounds weird to like transition into it. Twitter uh, is down. Twitter's been down all day long. Yeah, I don't know what's up. Elon's up there fucking things up. I mean Yeah. I feel like by the time people are listening to this, this is gonna be old news, but Yeah. It's been uh, down since I woke up. Another sad news, one of our favorite shows ended if you don't watch the other two i'd suggest you you check it out i'll give you a brief synopsis but basically it's like a ripoff of justin bieber's life in mockumentary form kind of so it's like follows this pop star named chase dreams and then it's about the other two which are like his siblings you know it has uh, molly shannon in it and it's honestly fucking hilarious. It's so like, good. I cannot give it enough praise. It's like one of the best, like, best written shows I think I've watched in the last couple of years. And if you like to laugh, it's it's got the laughs. If you like to cry, there's some some parts in it. Like, I think that's my favorite type of show. A show that's like can touch both notes yeah. and like give you something that's like makes you think about it like later. Like, I don't know, just. If you guys want to watch something good, just yeah, something that makes you feel good. Feel good. It's a feel good. It's a show. feel good show. I suggest the Ugh. other two on. I guess it's not HBO Max, just Max now. But yeah. ironically, though, the reason it got canceled is I guess there was like a very open secret in Hollywood that the set of just the like other toxic. two was very toxic yeah. vibes, very bad energy. I don't think there's any like essay in the mix, or else I probably wouldn't. Even if I like the show, recommend it so widely. I think it was just like yeah, bad working, bad working environment from the cast and crew, and just like that's, yeah, that's the rumor, that's the word on the street. Yeah. Well, anything else? Or, yeah, yeah, I guess we'll call it there. I just wanted to you know have a little chit chat at the end, not leave it on like such a heavy note, but yeah. you know, there's lots of life things that could happen. Even like getting married or going on a huge trip or something could have you know kind of a similar experience a of needing effect. to have some space yeah. from yeah. It's very hard to take space away. So just wanted to kind of share my experience. But thank you guys so much for listening. It means a lot to us when you rate and review the podcast. And again, if you want any of our links or socials, those are at summerstone.fun. And we'll see you next time. Also, we just started a second OnlyFans. Oh, well, yeah. Not a second OnlyFans. It, it, I mean, it was always my OnlyFans page, but... Uh, basically it's just going to be a space for us to drop all of our BG content without a paywall. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a higher price, but, uh, yeah. I mean, if you want to yeah, watch us like fuck. unlocking videos, cause we have on my page, we have all of the videos, but we price them individually for the full length partnered videos. So if you wanted to just like pay a flat fee and not have to unlock them individually, It'll be less like of the one-on-one type stuff, like the chatting. I'll try to like respond to messages, but it'll be less like going live and stuff. Yeah, like, like I wouldn't expect to sex on it that much. It's like going to just be a video vault. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you can still find all the summer stuff at onlyfans.com slash summerstone. But we also have that second BG page that's kind of launching in a month or so. Like we already got it started. So that's uh, onlyfans.com slash summer 
Summers with an S at the end underscore Cam. Because that was formerly what I was, you know, tagged under for the videos that we do together. But yeah, um, other than that, I mean, like Summer said, rate and review. We appreciate all all of you. I know it's a heavier one, but you know, sometimes we gotta do some real life stuff. So thank you. Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye guys. Let's talk about it. Let's just talk about it. We should talk about it.